0: Hello, welcome again to episode 39 of Teh Tarik with Walid Today we are going to have Miss Hazel Poir An NCMP from the Progress Singapore Party One of two NCMPs from the PSP in parliament right now And pardon the technical difficulties earlier As you guys would know, it happens from time to time uh, So let's see whether it works this time, Hazel Uh, I don't see you uh, in the chat Uh, Meanwhile, if you guys have any questions, feel free to type them out first uh we'll we'll try to wrap this up within forty to fifty minutes, hopefully. So by nine forty-five ish, uh that's the target. Uh I hope everyone is doing okay. So we had uh, a bit of a break for about two months. Uh because these sessions can be a bit tiring. Uh so uh but yeah, whenever People accept. Uh, I am more than happy to to have these these sessions. Well, it says here she's unable to join. Mm. Thank you, Mossad. Let's try this again. Ah, now I see you, Hazel. As in, you joined the the chat, uh, the live already. Oh, reinstall Insta, Steffi says. Wait, wait. We will see whether. Uh. Is it? Is it about? reinstalling because yesterday we tried and it worked so we'll, we we will see we'll see how it goes oh she's unable to join again okay so sorry C and ah hello yes <laughs> okay. finally finally okay yeah. okay yeah yeah, democracy is a hard process. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Hi, hello, hello. How are you doing, I'm good. I'm good.
1: And you?
0: I'm good. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, thank uh you. I for al- me? No, no. I already introduced you earlier. I've been wanting to get you uh, in for for quite a while, but I think uh, you missed my DMs. And thanks to Jess for uh setting us, this okay. up. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get to it right so you've been in parliament for 2 years and but actually you've been in politics for very long right so since 2011 you were uh, contesting under the NSP banner right uh, but based on these 2 years specifically how would you assess your party's performance and your own performance in parliament
1: Okay. Normally, um, this is not the kind of question I like to answer because I feel that self-assessment is hardly ever reliable. I'm more interested to hear what others, other people, have to say about our our performance in Parliament. So, uh, but since you asked, I will attempt to answer this, and then after that, I would like to in turn seek your assessment of. How do you think we performed in
0: Parliament? Oh wow. You are interviewing me now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You think you could just take leg, is it? Okay, okay, sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um I think overall I would say that our performance has been patchy with lots of ups and downs. Um my wife and I are both new to parliament, although, um, you know, Dr. Tanchinbao has been an MP for 26 years, but he was a PAP MP. So I think the experience is rather different. We mm. face rather different challenges. Um, so in, in a way we, we, we both kind of have to like, you know, find our feet on our own. And, um, I was, you know, I was in the admin service previously and during my, um, my service uh i have sat in parliamentary sessions before so i thought i was ready for parliament but then when i entered in as an ncmp it was like oops this wasn't quite what i was expecting so it was a lot uh it was actually more confrontational than i had Mm. expected so the first year was a bit rough um and so mama and i have to sort of like toughen ourselves up For the kind of scrutiny that uh, uh, we get but the second year was a bit better i think we are more experienced more relaxed and more ready so but regardless of the ups and downs i think we what we uh, really value is the opportunity to raise uh, issues of concern and also to bring into parliament the views of on the ground that may not have been heard otherwise Um, take for example our debate on uh, foreign labor policy Opposition is that of priority for Singaporeans and reducing reliance on foreign man power. Um, During our campaign, this was the one issue that most people were telling us about it and they're most, most concerned about. So this is one of the first issues that we bring up in Parliament. But for bringing up that... Um, issue, we have had to deal with claims that uh, we, PSP wants a closed economy, that we are uh, xenophobic or that we are racist, which is not the case at all. Um, so, but on the other hand, we also get a lot of feedback from um, voters, from residents that they actually appreciate our effort to air this issue, even though we get hammered in parliament. And then more recently, of course, we argue uh, against raising GST at this time because the timing is just not right. Cost of living is rising rapidly. And also, we don't need the revenue at this time, which is evident because the government can give out a rebate package that's more than the GST revenue that they're raising, right? So that's mm. proof that we do need it now. And even when we do, uh, there are actually other ways of raising revenue. And we've given a few of these alternatives, like uh, puts, having a levy on employment pass holders and uh, uh, recognising land sales revenue as uh, land sale proceeds as revenue in a prudent way. And of course, there's always cutting expenditure. And on for the um, there are also some mi- minority group issues that we raise with, which is like for example the VDS. Um. Uh, we've, we we uh, raise the point that actually we should respect the right of people to choose for themselves. And although we were we were uh, okay with some form of restrictions, but when the restriction came to forbidding people to turn up for work, we felt that was going too far, and we objected to it in Parliament. So overall, I think that we have succeeded in raising issues of concern and presented alternative viewpoints. But of course, there's always room for improvement.
0: Right. Okay. So, so can I ask you? Uh, I will answer your question later. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the VDS thing, right? That's that's interesting because. It seems to me like politically that was a losing issue because very, very few people actually were on your side, right, on that?
1: Yes, it, it is really a, a, an issue that concerns only a small group of people, but we felt that there is a larger principle involved, and that is, as I said, you know, people's right to choose and uh, not to be discriminated because of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I I did I did see that, and uh, and of course there was some uh, even anti-vaxxers that were associated with uh, with your party. So I mean, not not yourself or Manwai, but uh, I mean, I think I think we we all know. So, uh, so I thought that was an interesting choice, right? The VDS to be to be an issue to be raised. Uh, because especially if over 90% of Singaporeans are vaccinated. Uh, but but as, as you explained, uh, perhaps it's a principle thing. And what, what is the larger principle that, that, that you were concerned about?
1: Um, that is um, people's freedom to make choices for themselves. And so, so in this case, um, we feel that those who chose not to be vaccinated should not be penalised too harshly for that choice. Uh, to the extent of them risking their livelihood, that would be going too far
0: right, okay, mm. okay, thank you so much yeah so so thank you for your honest answer also i didn 't uh, expect uh, the first adjective uh, you used to be patchy <laughs> uh, so so that was uh, that was pretty honest i think i would I would say probably the same i mean I would say it 's a b ish uh, performance uh, in Parliament so far uh, okay. and I think, okay, so uh, I think there are some criticisms towards Manwai uh, which are unfair uh, and it comes from an elitist position, right? He doesn't speak English the way people want. People are accustomed to seeing their politicians speak. So I'm not really interested in those types of criticisms. Um, uh, but I have to say that the the PSP stance on Sika, which we'll get to, right? Uh, it did. It did uh me a little not that not that i i think um no criticism of sika is allowed and uh no criticism of our policy towards foreign labor is allowed because i think all policies should be up for debate right i did feel that uh, even though manwai and yourself were not being xenophobic personally i did think that it could uh provide fodder for such uh, for such sentiments. So that's what I thought. Now, having said that, so that's my personal stance. Having said that, I also know that what what you said just now, a lot of people felt that um, that was an issue that needed to be raised. And I think the fact that the PEP went really hard on that issue shows that they are not just responding to Manwai and Hazel and the PSP, right? They are responding to public sentiment on it, right? Uh because they really went out of their way to, to counter your arguments, right?
1: Right, right. And, and it's exactly that. Um, you know, um, we, although labours of xenophobic and racist were, were, you know, thrown at us, but I think that sort of criticism really puts the cut before the horse because um, xenophobia arises because of Singaporeans' insecurity over their jobs, over their financial future, and the fact that there were certain um, incidents of xenophobia um, appearing uh, quite prominently in the in the media and all that, it's actually proof that um, the people's concerns are not being adequately addressed. And so that actually gives us more reason to actually raise this and discuss this openly, and you know. Urge a review of our foreign manpower policies. It's no use keeping quiet about it. The problem is not going away.
0: So so you think the rise in xenophobia had largely to do with economic conditions?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Okay. So you don't think that it was targeted? uh, uh it was a racial targeting? So no, if no. let's say I because I'm thinking hmm. if let's say if it were Italians who were uh in the same position as the the Indians, for instance, mm. would 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 we see that kind of xenophobia?
1: Um, actually, I think that in this case, it was because Indians was the group that rose most rapidly, in a very marked manner, compared to other groups. Like like for example, I mean, what's the other comparison? To, um. Uh, Naturally, it will be China, right? Uh, we, we have a lot of people coming in to work in Singapore from China as well, but the rate of increase is very different. Um, hang on, uh, just let me dig out my figures. I don't want to get POFMAT.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, I don't need a POFMA. For the <laughs> yes, yes, it's for both our benefits. Okay,
1: uh, right. Now, in the in the years from 2005 to 2020, the number of EP holders from from India to Singapore increased by 377%. Whereas in comparison from China, uh, the the increase is... Um, where's my rate for China... 172%. So 377% compared to 172% is more than double. So really, that is a group that grew disproportionately compared to other groups. So it's not really racially targeted, but it just happens to be the group with the largest increase.
0: Right. Uh, that is about skill set, isn't it? Uh, the rise is about the... the it's a target... I get that right uh, because okay. of skill set, uh, isn't
1: I presume you are, you are uh, referring to the fact that there are a lot of IT professionals. Yeah. Uh, from india um, okay, so if we if we compare that with um, other countries like the number of in if, if what we were saying is true, it is just a matter of skill set, we should see similar increases in other countries of Indian nationals going to other countries to uh, uh, to seek employment right in the i t sector but actually for the other countries globally, um, the corresponding increase over the same fifteen years is fifty five percent. So three seven seven percent versus fifty five percent in other countries. Again, that is a very, uh, that is multiple times. Well,
0: what's country. the what's the global rate for immigration in general, uh, in other countries? Um, because I, I, uh, I I'm I guess specifically
1: the... talking about Indian nationals. Right, right. I so don't what what what? Ah, there. okay. Yeah. Because
0: sorry. I think that would be useful because uh, Singapore does have a higher. Uh, rate of dependence on foreign labor anyway, right? Mm. It, it always had, right? right. So maybe that, that right. baseline okay. would, be, um, would be.
1: What I do have is that uh, in UK and in US, their immigration rate is about half of ours. Okay.
0: okay. Right. So right double. Right.
1: So, but in this right. case, 55% versus 377. Right, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's
0: still about 1617. Six. Okay. All right. Okay, okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for that. So we'll so we'll get to the uh, the allegations or accusations of xenophobia in a while, right? So, but before that, I just wanted to to ask: uh, Do you coordinate with Manwai in terms of what you guys are gonna say? Because you guys are a very new party, and there's only two of you. You know, if it's a, the PAP and even I think the WP, they run quite a tight ship, right? So, uh, but for you guys, how does it work? Is it just you guys can say whatever you want? How much input does Dr Tan get, or do you do you disagree with Manwai? and so um, on?
1: Okay. We we do um, um, coordinate um, as far as we can uh, for prepared speeches. So those uh, we actually have a small group discussion amongst the party uh, to make sure that everybody is comfortable with the content, so the main gist uh, that is brought agreement, but then of course, in Parliament situations will arise and then we we have to respond on the spot, and that's when we have to draw on our own uh, individual experiences to respond
0: right, so it's fair to say that the prepared speeches and the uh, the overall stances of yourself and of Manwai in Parliament these are endorsed by the party and by yeah, Dr. the main
1: points are even though uh, the precise words that are used and all that is left to to uh, uh, individuals lah
0: right okay okay mm. thank you so much so uh so let's let's move on to uh xenophobia and so do you i mean i think you addressed this uh, a little bit already uh, but maybe mm-hmm. you can just uh, elaborate so do you think that the accusations that the PSP is being or was being xenophobic or is being xenophobic. Do you think they are? Obviously, you think they are unfair, but mm. why do you think they, they are unfair?
1: Okay. Um, yeah. we, we fully recognize and appreciate the contributions that foreigners make to our economy. Um, after all, a lot of um, PSPCC members are actually business people. Like, for example, Manwai and I, yeah. we all <laughs> run our own businesses and yeah. we are employers ourselves. So, so we know how important it is to, that we are able to, to employ um, um, foreigners when needed, for, to have foreigners complement our labor force. And also like Francis, our sec-gen, is also, uh, he ran various companies before, including MNCs before he retired. And right now he's still the chairman of a listed company. So, so we fully understand the importance of having an open economy. It is never our intention to advocate that we close our economy. Our concern is one of degree. Where is the right balance? So this is where we differ from the DP. You know, we feel that right now we have too high a reliance on power, and we advocate that we reduce it. And we also want to underline that um, the government's first responsibility must always be to their own own citizens first. So, if you look at our recommendations, uh, we've never asked for total cut of foreign power, but it's only to reduce and also to impose a levy on the employment pass holders. And that's mainly because uh, there's a, a bit of um, difference between um, uh, EP holders and um, Singaporeans at similar salary levels. And that's the fact that employers need to pay CPF contributions uh, for locals, but uh, EP holders uh, don't have CPF contributions. So that there's a cost difference there, which we feel that a levy can address. And it's right. also a good revenue source as well.
0: Right. So what what would you say? Because uh, there were a few uh, business people who were saying that, oh, it's not that we don't want to get Singaporeans for this, and it's not just that foreigners are cheaper uh, or whatever it is, and in a lot of cases, they're not cheaper. So it's just that, one, the foreigners have the right skill set. And secondly, Singaporeans are not as hardworking or as determined as, uh, or whatever, or they do not want these jobs. So I'm sure you've heard uh, those kinds of uh, retorts as well. How would you respond to that?
1: Um, I would say that, uh, okay, partly I accept um, that in certain sectors, really, there is a shortage of um, skilled people, uh, uh, local skilled ones. Um, So we can um, adopt. Uh, Sectoral approach. That means in, in certain sectors uh, we can allow a higher percentage of uh, foreigners working, but at the same time, we feel that a certain time frame ought to be uh, put to that so as to encourage skills transfers to locals and for more effort to be put in to train locals in those areas with the uh, skills that are in demand. Um, I mean, we have been short of of IT personnel for many, many years. This is not just a recent development. Right. But, you know, very little has been done to actually train our own people to drastically increase the number of people trained in this area. So, definitely, there's an area that we can improve on. Uh,
0: okay. If you
1: ask employers, naturally, they will always come out and, you know, <laughs> uh, right. uh, say the things that you've been saying.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. So um, you, another line of uh, criticism perhaps towards your policies would be that Singapore's population is so small, so we will never be able to train enough people anyway for all these sectors. So we will always be more dependent on immigration than others, right? So
1: Yes, Um. like I said, uh, I don't foresee that we will ever be able to totally do without foreign manpower, but there's a matter of, of um, cutting down. And also, I think one measure that we should always look at is our uh, wage growth and let that be the guide, right? Okay. We need to look at our employment uh, rate uh, or, or- the other way around, unemployment rate for uh, locals, but not only that, because unemployment rate doesn't capture underemployment. So in that sense, uh, looking at wages is a proxy for measuring underemployment. Although I would wish that, um, you know, after so many years, we would have come up with certain indicators that would allow us to measure underemployment. But if not, then let's look at wage as a proxy. Because if you're underemployed, then your wage level would be affected. If we look at wage growth to guide us on where is the optimal level of foreign participation in our labour force, I think that will be good for all.
0: Right. And this would be dependent on sectors. This would vary from sector to sector.
1: Yes, there will be certain sectors that we do accept, you know, they they face particular difficulty in getting locals to fill the post.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I think that that was a good discussion. So, so there's a question here by uh, by Arun. Uh, given the recent developments on uh surrounding the converse, on on the section 377A. Mm. Uh he wonders what uh, your or the PSP stance is, uh, and I... I. Before you ask me the question, uh, I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I I think Section three seven seven a is going to be repealed. I mean, I think repeal is imminent. Uh, but mm-hmm. what wh- what are your thoughts on on that?
1: Um. Okay, personally, um, I'm for repeal, and as for the party. Um, like I like I answered uh, a recent question in Parliament about PSP's position in in on on three seven seven A. Actually, within the party, we do have rather strong views on two sides, and it right. has been particularly difficult to reach consensus. And um, so we we felt that um, whilst we want to try and reach um, agreement on um, a lo- on core issues. Um, as far as possible for unity, but we also feel that there ought to be room for diverse opinions in others. So this is one um, area where we feel that we won't impose a party's position on our party members, but allow each to actually hold their own positions based on their own uh, beliefs and values. Yeah. So but, I I agree with you that I think there's likely to be repeal coming up because we seem to be hearing the the yeah. noises.
0: Yeah. yeah. So what what's the what's the middle ground then if there is any as a party member, right? Because mm. this seems to be one of those issues where it's it's either or, right? Yeah. Uh, so and what I don't what see a what is the middle ground? Actually. Yeah. Right. Like.
1: Right. You. It is well, either or.
0: Yeah so so this is where you know I would say uh like what professor tomiko uh said as well right for those who believe that it's a sin right then is there's a difference between a sin and a crime mm. uh so i guess that's where the the middle ground is right where there is repeal and uh and then the relig- the religious groups uh, are given uh the space to to have moral stances on marriage and so on i think that is as middle ground as you can get i don't think there will be there will be as long as there's an assurance like like for me uh, i am politically quite liberal but i am uh, religiously more conservative i suppose and i think that's the middle ground i think i think repeal i mean a secular state shouldn't shouldn't weigh in on on these issues, right, Uh, or shouldn't be deciding who gets to do what on on these issues, Uh, but at the same time, uh, I guess uh, just that the religious groups get the assurance that they are allowed to have uh, their ideas of what a marriage should look like, that's all, not that it needs to be imposed at the state level. Would that that be enough of a middle ground, you think, or?
1: Um, I, I don't know. My own experience um, talking to various people, um, I, I, I find that it's um, a lot well for, for a lot of them um, the, the, the stunt the position that they take tends to be more um um not so um how should I put it? Not so much reasons but emotional. Sometimes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's rather difficult uh, uh, um, for such case in such situations to really like come to a compromise.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I agree with you on that as well. As and I see that people's stances uh, a lot of times it's it's either or, and it it doesn't seem that there's much middle ground here. But thank you for that. Is that the first time you've shared your your personal opinion on this in public, or? Uh, Have you? Yeah,
1: I I think. Oh, so. okay. So I
0: hope I hope a journalist picks this up and. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, so let's let's move on to uh to the GRCs, right? Because, uh, I shared the uh a quote from from you at the IPS uh, that you made, uh a comment that you made at the IPS forum uh, oh, yeah. last year. Yeah. So it was about uh non-Chinese Prime Minister ah. uh, and then where you said your answer was was super <laughs> sassy when you said uh, we are not ready because the PP is not ready right and uh, but you also commented because uh, Dr. Jalenku also asked asked you about uh, the GRC and hmm. I think you also think that the GRC should go right
1: yes I'm not in yeah. favor of the GRC system right um, because I feel that is a system that allows people to write on the coattails of others and so, um, um, so it makes it less necessary for some um, candidates or some politicians uh, to work the ground and gain the support for residents. Whereas if you have all SMCs, um, every MP is elected on their own merits. I feel that this will be a better system and our, will make our parliament stronger. And uh, in terms of minority representation, I feel that we can achieve that in other ways. Uh, for example, we can designate certain SMCs to be to be for minority candidates, or we can even have a NCMP scheme for minority groups. Mm. You know, in, in the same way that we have NCMP for oppositions, let's right. say NCMP for minorities. So,
0: so let's say there are 12 minus X Malay yep. MPs and then 9 minus X Indian MPs in case... Yes. Nobody, nobody gets elected. Okay,
1: elected directly.
0: Okay, okay. So, uh, okay. So your argument is different from some others I've had on uh, because mm-hmm. they said they do not think that racial voting occurs, and therefore you do not need the GRC. But you are allowing for the possibility of racial voting still occurring. Therefore, we designate. SMCs?
1: Mm, I think I'm open to that possibility. I'm not closing anything. All right. um, but I also feel that it is important that the minorities get sufficient representation in parliament. Yeah, so I, I see that as a right. sort of middle ground.
0: Right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you for that. I think, I think that's pretty different from what, what I've heard uh, from others before. So Audrey mm-hmm. asked uh, how to choose which areas for minority. Well, Actually, now it's already being chosen anyway, right? Some GRCs are designated for Malays and then others Mm -hmm. for Indians and others, right? So Mm -hmm. I don't see that there would be uh, a different, uh, as in it would be anything different. Mm -hmm. So uh, Serming said, if you designate a certain SMC as a certain race, it would form a conclave automatically. Well, we can't have uh, an ethnic conclave Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the HDB EIP, right? So we yep. will not have that. So I think uh, that uh, criticism probably wouldn't hold. So in in the 1980s, right, when um, uh, the PAP was introducing this, I don't know. I don't know whether you've seen this video uh, before uh, on YouTube, where Lee Kuan Yew, Mr. Lee Kuan Yew, Mr. Go Chok Tong. They were debating with Mr. Chiam Tong and Jufri Mahmud, Mr. Jufri Mahmoud uh, on the GRC. And Mr. Mm. Jufri Mahmoud said exactly what you said. Uh, and Mr. Lee Kuan Yew said that, oh, his, uh, the problem is sometimes uh, the Malay or Indian MPs are extremely competent, but there is just no connection between them and the constituents maybe because of linguistic or cultural affinity or factors or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, would that would that uh, be a valid enough reason to not consider your scheme?
1: Um, when you say not consider my scheme, are you referring to... Uh, Designate one- SMCs. Because then
0: then maybe um, Ms. Mr. Lee Konyi was saying that, oh, the mm-hmm. Chinese in that constituency would be feeling, oh, why do we get this? And when we do not have... Uh, a connection with the minority m mm. p why why is it my my uh s m c that got designated mm.
1: okay um right i i um i have um thrown out two different suggestions right i think the n c m p one will probably be less pro- problematic but mm. even the one where we designate constituencies um i feel that um we can explore um ways to make it um more implementable like, like for example it can be a rotating one right it, it doesn't have to be ah. um the same constituency all the time that is right represented right. it can right. be like you know the uh it, you know like the presidential election right now we have yeah. uh uh also uh every few years then it becomes yeah. uh, uh
0: five cycles like yeah. Our, yeah. yeah okay so, so
1: that's so, one option
0: Right, right. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you, thank you. So that's that's another interesting one. Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: if, if there is a the will to do it, there will always be ways to. Think I, about I I I don't no?
0: disagree with that. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I think these are things that can be worked out if yes. we we agree on the on the principle, right? So right. so Fadila actually asked is the twelve minus X system uh, similar to the reserve presidency? No, it's similar to the NCMP, right? So because mm. now. NCMPs equals to 12 minus X where X equals elected opposition MPs. So so it could be 12 minus X where X equals elected Malay MPs for instance. Something Mm. like that. Okay. Mm. Okay, Ken. Thank you so much, uh, Hazel. Uh, So um, uh, yeah, so if you have any questions, uh, please uh, suggest uh, said excellent suggestion. Uh, I'm sure that was uh, in no way biased or anything. (laughs) So yeah if you have any questions please uh please uh type them in uh so i actually uh think that a 2% grc would be would be the uh the best option uh right now uh but yeah i mean i think uh your your ideas are uh okay as well because i think the idea that that racial voting doesn't occur i think it's a bit of a stretch i mean we don't know for sure how much it affects the outcomes uh but if we say that racism still exists in society and then we somehow make the leap oh racial voting doesn't occur i think i yeah. think it's a bit strange yeah it's a bit strange yeah so okay so uh uh, why is the PSP okay Or why, is, why was Dr Tan I don't know what your personal stance is hmm. uh, Moving on to another Electoral innovation uh, Unique to Singapore uh, Why is PSP okay with The NCMP but not hmm. The NMP
1: um, <laughs> I think that these two Are two totally different things Because uh, NCMPs will still Have to enter parliament through an election we still have to win voters' support, uh, work the ground. Um, take, for example, uh, myself and Manwai, right? The, our West Coast team actually got 48 uh, of the votes versus the PAP team with uh, 51.7%. So the difference between the two isn't all that great. Um, But because ours is a first-past-the-post system, so the PAP team become elected MPs, whereas we got NCMP seats on the basis of the 48.3% support. Whereas uh, NMPs uh, don't have to go through elections at all. They don't have to win any voter support at all. And that's a very fundamental difference secondly um you know um i i feel that, and the n c m p scheme is still um um considered um okay, like like for example what well, what what do we consider as uh, a democracy right it means having the people's voice heard and represented. Not necessarily. It doesn't necessarily have to be a first past the post system. We have democracies with a proportional representation system, right. where you know uh, the, the the seats are allocated based on the percentage of votes that we get. So, for example, if you get forty eight percent of the votes, you get forty eight percent of the seats. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I don't really see NCMP. Uh, you know. Are, are you are you in
0: favor of that of changing it to a proportional representation? <laughs>
1: Yes, I would actually.
0: Oh, okay, um, interesting. Uh, but but don't you think don't you think if the system is changed to a proportional representation, mm. voters would behave differently as well? They would not. They would be more circumspect in their voting, and probably the opposition would not. Probably PSP would not get forty-eight percent in East Coast or. Well,
1: I think that it is good for voters to become more circumspect, regardless of you know what outcome mm. it gives to to PSP. In right. Yeah
0: okay okay fine that's a very democratic answer <laughs> yes, thank you so much so so there is a question by Ku cp any any comments on the current sus, uh fiasco you know the uh the hdb and and this is this is a huge issue right you know for i mean it's in amokyo but essentially a lot of people are going to be facing this as the flats get older, right? So, what is the way out now that this has been institutionalized? Now that people have already, right, Singaporeans have already, it has already been drilled in them that their house, is their HDB uh, housing is an asset. Is there any way to get out of this?
1: Um, Okay, to be honest this is something that we have been thinking about for quite some time, but I still haven't found an option that I'm perfectly happy with. Um, You know, every, every option has, um, the pros and cons and so so I, I would say that it is something that we're still uh, working on but really it it is a rather serious um, problem and the the recent, the Amokyo SARS I think brings it out very clearly um, Exactly, what is going to happen even if you are offered CERS? You know, previously people think that CERS is the solution. That, you know, as your, your flat gets old, you know, the government can just bring in SERS and then everybody will right. be happy. But this shows that it's not that straightforward. When the number of years of lease left gets uh, lower, you are just going to lose value in that flat. So, even the verse that was uh, suggested by the PAP a few years ago that you know after the flat reaches 70 years of age there will be the voluntary uh, on-block redevelopment Um, and so that solution uh, is not going to address the issue of because with only 20 plus years left of lease in the old flat the amount of compensation that the government is going to give will be very very minimal Mm. so a lot of people will be facing having to top up big amounts for a new flat so right. um yeah I'm sorry, I have no solutions to offer at this point in time is a uh, work in progress.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder whether there is a solution in the first place, right? That will um what, what what can happen right now once the HDB uh prices have uh been allowed to go up this high and yes. and then yeah, so I, I wonder whether there is any feasible solution at all other than cooling down measures at certain certain times certain periods right but the philosophy is that the hdb has been it wasn't seen as a house or i mean uh the idea is that oh you know and also that there was there was something a bit flawed in this idea right that once your children uh move out then you downgrade and then move move to a smaller space right but then your house is also where your community is, right? You've built mm. communities. It's not that easy for you to just do that, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, so as Angie said, not without giant political fallout and economic pain for certain generations. That's true. So I wonder whether there is a solution without involving a lot of pain for, for some, some groups of Singaporeans uh, now that this has happened. Um, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Hazel, for that. So I I I wanted to stick to my promise, and it's already 40 plus minutes, right? So I just have uh, one final question for you, okay? A very light-hearted one before I just uh, uh, let you uh, give your final thought. So, who is your favorite PAP MP other than <laughs> <laughs> other than SM <laughs> Taman? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I always ask people this, you know, because in the spirit of con- reconciliation and conciliatory uh democracy. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, you know you know what uh Dr. Chi said? He yes. said Lim Jin Siong I think, right? He went to the sixties. He cannot even say. It. <laughs> well, okay. I said now, you know, now. Yeah, please the Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so you are really pleading the face. Okay. <laughs> okay, All right, all right. So since you've invoked the American Constitution, there's nothing. There's nothing I can do. Okay. So is there is there anything else that uh you wanted to say uh Hazel? Anything that. Uh, you want to share with people that people may not know, uh, and you want them to know about you as a politician, as a person, or your party.
1: Um, I, well, well, I I don't know what people know or not know about uh myself or my party, but um, I think one one. <clears throat> Uh, one thing I would like to say is that uh, PSP is still a very new political party. And so um, in certain areas, we have not been able to um, um, reach a certain consensus within a party for a, a, a certain position to be held. So I, I hope that, um, you know, uh, people can be a bit patient with us and also uh, be more forthcoming in um, talking to us. Um, I think we we are always open to communications and interactions with with Singaporeans. Uh, Being a very new party, we're still building um, our grassroots and our contacts. So uh, we would really appreciate um, everyone coming, um, uh, approaching us um, to tell us what you think and to give us your ideas and your suggestions. Uh, we
0: are more, more than happy to listen. Okay, and on that on that note, thank you so much, uh, Hazel. I really enjoyed today's conversation. Was very yeah. honest. Uh, Megan said uh, you were honest about everything except the <laughs> final question. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah that's true that's true yeah <laughs> oh God, that's so- <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much I really enjoyed this and I wish you all the best i I wish yeah. you all the best okay okay take you, care okay bye 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 bye